All right, so I'm pricing um, the Sunday ticket streaming service like 75 bucks a month. Unless you want to give me that oop uh, on your little streaming connect. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, it, it, it's a simple site. I actually just ordered a, like the cheapest iPad I could possibly find. A refurbished one on Amazon so I can use that. And I'm just going to mirror it to my TV. And that's what I'm going to do on Sunday. So I have to pay for that shit. It works no, I respect every that. Sunday. I respect that. NFL ain't going to finesse me this season. All right, B, we got a big show ahead. Let's go ahead and start. Football season finally here. What up, what up, what up? Jason Spells in New York City. Brandon Nettler in Santa Clara, California, where he is the president of the Trey Lance Fan Club. Ah, oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, don't worry, bro. I'm going to tell your ass down on this Trey Lance stance. I am. I, and we're not going to get started with that. You've been, you've, been, you've been talking a lot of shit for the last 48 hours, and I got something for you, but we're going to get to Trey Lance. We're going to get to Jimmy G. We're going to get to that beef. We're going to start NBA, though. Um, R.J. Barrett doing a deal with the Knicks four years, over $100 million extension. The first time the Knicks have extended a rookie since Charlie Ward in the 90s. And as much as people are like, okay, the Knicks got a guy they like, it has nothing to do with that. He is still part of the Donovan Mitchell trade talks. Um, they seem to have fallen apart somewhat, but we understand that despite this extension, uh, it's still on the table, potentially trading R.J. Barrett and to the Utah Jazz for, for Spider. And the hangup is Danny Ainge, the head of the Utah Jazz. He is known to fleece teams in New York. Remember what he did when he ran Boston and all the draft picks he got from the, uh, from the Nets? Yeah, he's trying to do that same thing with the Knicks. Three fifty-year-olds and getting a <laughs> decades worth of lottery picks out of the situation. I feel like they're still drafting on the picks. Um, the latest talk was that Utah turned down R.J. Barrett and two unprotected first-round picks. That apparently was not good enough. For them. I respect Leon Rose and the Knicks for staying in their ground. Being like, we're not giving up four or five picks to get the Spider. I, I still can't believe the Minnesota trade. I know some Minnesota fans were kind of happy with it, knowing that they probably wouldn't have did anything with those draft picks anyways. You know, you and I joked offline about this. The Knicks probably would have found some way to mess up these draft picks. But giving up four or five picks for one player just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. And, I mean, like, I would love to see RJ and Spider play side by side. But I understand, right? Like, you're giving up a dynamic wing. You need to get something in return that you can build off of. Uh, so I understand why Utah's hell-bent on getting RJ. And extension doesn't hurt them either because Utah's a small market, so salary cap is very important. He's extended mm -hmm. um, four-year extension, but it's, it's, it's an easily um, stomachable deal for a market like Utah to continue to build through the draft. So basically Utah would get RJ, and then they would have draft capital to go out and get younger players around him at a price point where it works for them. So the extension doesn't remove him. Um, Shams... Uh, Sharania was on social media this morning talking about just because this deal's done extension wise, it doesn't mean he's a New York Nick for life. It just means he's a New York Nick until they can get a deal done to get Spider to New York. Also, uh, NBA news coming out involving John Wall. And this one was difficult. Um, John Wall, he's only played like what 40 games in three years, been from Washington to Houston. Now he's with the Clippers. He was back home in Raleigh, North Carolina, doing sit-down at the Salvation Army. And he was talking about how tough the last couple of years have been for him. So much so that he contemplated suicide. Yeah, he contemplated suicide. 
while dealing with his Achilles injuries, the loss of his grandmother and his mother who was battling cancer, compounded with the loneliness of the pandemic. We often yeah, get on these players that, for a lot of things, bro, but like that's just rough. Absolutely. And that's, I was just going to say, this that's all tough. And I think we're realizing more and more as uh, celebrities, athletes are coming out and sharing these stories of, you know, their moments of vulnerability that, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, I think the way we used to think about that 10, 20, 30 years ago was, you know, very alarming and not that it's not something to be taken serious, but I think it's, you know, a lot more normal in people's heads than we think. And, and, you know, everybody's perspective and everybody's, you know, challenges are a lot different and, you know, may seem like very, I don't, not entitled, but just like, oh, okay, bore me. Like you almost killed yourself over basketball. There's people that are going through much deeper things, but it's all relative. And, you know, it's just healthy that people are able to come out and talk about these challenges that they're having and, you know, the effects that it's really had. And take anything that somebody's been passionate about for their whole life, you know, the one thing that they've really worked towards and loved their whole life. Like, this doesn't surprise me, but I'm glad that, you know, John Wall is able to talk about it and even happier that he's in a situation in, you know, L.A. with Steve Ballmer, PG, you know, um, Kawhi, just where he's going to be able to go out and have fun again and probably not have the pressure that he's had in the past. I, I think his love of the game of basketball, no one, no one ever questioned that, but, you know, obviously not having it and having a team and having a place. And he's, since he left, uh, he left North Carolina, went to Kentucky, he's mostly, mostly kept an offseason home in LA. I mean, he was back in Raleigh because they were dedicating a garden at the Salvation Army in his mother's honor. And LA is a place that's very comfortable for him. So to see him in a place where he's comfortable, where he can play, where not a lot is expected of him, um, you know, he doesn't have to carry a franchise. I think that would allow him to really flourish and enjoy basketball with a joyous um, spirit, if you will, as opposed to it being the grind that it had been. But just reading that article, it was tough to see. Uh, Good to see he's in a good place now. And hopefully physically he can return to form and no one's going to replace your mother, your grandmother. No one can replace that loss. But hopefully he can find some peace and joy and happiness and the legacy that he's been able to build for them uh, with, uh, once again, this situation in North Carolina and Raleigh, where he did the garden dedication and other things he's using to honor his grandmother and his mother. Absolutely. All right, Brandon. There's a real quick, I was just going to say, I had a phlo- uh, philosophy teacher in college who talked about bereavement once, and he said how. He thought one of the grossest things that any employer could do could is put a time limit to how much time you could have off work for losing a loved one. And that's always stuck with me because loss is so different for every single person. And, you know, we talked about the basketball aspect and you just talked about the mother and grandmother. And I think that's important to amplify, too, because, man, that's tough. Like it, it's losing, you know, people that raised you, losing family, losing your blood. That is one of the most difficult things you're going to go through and because it happens to everybody at one point or another, I think we have a tendency to kind of minimize those moments. And because we've had athletes that, you know, Scotty Pippen loses his grandmother, plays game five of the playoffs next day, no matter what, you know, just because some Brad people Favre. are able to get through that. Remember Brad yeah. Favre lost his dad yeah. Monday Night Football. Yep. Yeah. But it, it's not that simple. And it's just like, again, I, I love that these players are surfacing these conversations because it's so important for people to know that, you know, you, you really need to take care of these situations after they happen. You can't just stuff everything down and move on with life and expect everything to be okay because it's going to come back and haunt you. No, for sure. For sure. Um, 
All right, so we, we alluded to it earlier. Me and Brandon have been going back and forth for the last 48 hours over Jimmy G, his new restructured contract, and Trey Lance, his future with the 49ers. <sighs> Jimmy G was the starter who led the team to the NFC Championship game of season. Go ahead, offseason, shoulder surgery. And by all intents and purposes, we were told he was getting out of San Francisco. They were going to move him somehow, some way. Yeah, that it did not happen. He restructured his deal to become the highest paid backup, $6.5 million fully guaranteed. With incentives, he could get close to $16 million. This was the final year of his contract. The original base salary for the season was $24.2 million. Brandon, floor is all yours. Explain me why I'm an idiot. Talk all that shit you've been talking to me on the cell phone for the last 48 hours. So Jason's uh, in the school thought like most media members where they have to douse every news story with gasoline to make it more dramatic than it really needs to be. To me, this is simple. The 49ers were always focused on finding a trading partner for Jimmy G. They were very reluctant to just let him go, wave him, and allow him to go to another team in his division, which it's been pretty clear, the writing's on the wall, that if any team were to grab Jimmy G off the waivers, it was going to be Seattle. There's no other team that's nearly in need of a quarterback. Cleveland Browns, maybe, but with Deshaun Watson Miami. in 11 games, I think Miami's got Tua. They're, they're going to go with Tua this year. Jimmy G's not going to be their guy. And if they did, again, nonetheless, their whole premise was they wanted to have a trade for the situation. All this does is extend that trade window for eight more weeks. And you made the point, like, who wants somebody with a hurt shoulder? That's a great point. The reason they want another eight weeks is they need to give this time, give this guy a little bit more time to get confidence in his arm, show it off to other people, give them a chance to work him out if needed. Look, this is the greatest insurance policy you could ever have. This is a win for Jimmy G. He now gets to control the situation he goes in. Niners don't have to watch him go to Seattle and play in his division. Jimmy G becomes a free agent no matter what at the end of 2023. This is a win-win-win. This isn't breathing down Trey's neck. They have made it abundantly clear this is the quarterback they're moving forward with. And, yes, I know you're going to go with the counter argument. Uh, he hasn't looked that good. I think there's some doubt. Of course, I think there's going to be some doubt. This is technically Trey Lance's junior year in college based on how much experience he has. If he gets hurt, they get to go to Jimmy G and they still have a playoff contention team. Now, if you start seeing him ramp up with first team reps in practice over the next two weeks, cool. There's a completely different argument. And you can say, I told you so. And for our audience, just to let them know, I've given Jason an opportunity to monetize off of his beliefs with this, and he's refused to take advantage of that situation. So, again, Jason, put your money where your mouth is. You you feed into my my ego every time and you set yourself up to catch his hell. First off, we're going to start with the last. Why I haven't taken your bet yet. I don't have to. Today is August 31st. The season starts September But you know, you know how these situations you know how these situations work. I, I, I can, can call you on September 11th at 9 a.m. at no, 6 a.m. Pacific and I'll there's, say you'll be nothing, here's the bet and you're gonna take that it. says the bet is on the table that long. I could take it off the table tomorrow. You're not. You're not because you're on the record now. You wanna you wanna be right so badly on this that you walked into it. I don't have to don't take the bet to. now, so I won't. Second off. You know why I'm not taking the bet now? I haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo throw. You know who hasn't seen, who also hasn't seen Jimmy Garoppolo throw? The San Francisco 49ers. Because they told him, don't even bother showing up to meetings. Don't even bother showing up to camp. Come in and rehab. Go home. Other proof They're they believe in Trey Lance. Wait, 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 wait. Like I said, they sat there and they were like, don't even bother coming in. 
So I'm not going to take the bet because I haven't seen him throw. I have seen Trey Lance throw. Trey Lance has one good pass of the preseason. He has nothing else that stands out this preseason. Your whole thing is this is a win-win for Jimmy. The 49ers ain't about helping Jimmy. If they wanted to help Jimmy, they could have moved him a long time ago. The issue was this. Nobody he wanted him. They, no, no one nobody wanted, wanted him because him, he hadn't practiced. He had played. Exactly. They hadn't seen his shoulder. Exactly. And he was not going so to be a starter. over for this team. He was not going to be a starter on any other team, considering the fact he hasn't been in any, in any team's training camp. So that was never going to happen. Why did the San Francisco point. 49ers do this deal right before the 53-man roster cut? Well, A, they didn't want to pay him $22 million. Give you that one. But B, they did it because they're sitting around and realizing, look, Trey Lance ain't it. And this team, we hope to be able to get back. Keep in mind, they traded up to get Trey Lance with the number three. This team, as it is constructed, has hopes of going deep into the playoffs. Maybe another NFC Championship game. As this team has constructed, Trey Lance cannot get them there. They realize that, and they're sitting there two weeks in front of the season like, oh, shit, if we put this boy out here and Trey Lance ain't what we hyped him up to be, we're going to get drugged. So, hey, Jimmy G, we know you have no other options because you haven't been able to talk to another team and no one's going to take on $22 million. How about you take this pay cut? Jimmy G is like, well, I do need to rehab. And B, guess what? I haven't thrown. No one has seen me. This was a deal of insurance for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, it is Trey Lance's team. He can be the quarterback of the future, but the team as they are built right now on August 31st, 2022, includes George Kittle, includes Brandon Ayuk, includes Debo Samuel. Yes, Debo's still there. And guess what, B? Those boys need a quarterback that can get them the ball. Trey Lance has proven he cannot do that, and Trey Lance is a dynamic running quarterback. This offense is built Jason, to get vertical. That's Jason, what Kyle Shanahan wants. Jason, you've given him three weeks of training camp, and you've already determined that he's not capable of doing these things, first of all. You're going to act like he went on a team Just, last season? You're going to act like he Jason, had a full relax. He was a rookie last year. Re- relax. They knew going into this that he wasn't going to be a day one starter. Nobody's expected that out of him. Number two, you're sitting here speculating that it's X, Y, and Z. They have flat out said that they are not going to release him. At no point did they ever say that was even an option. They've said the opposite. They weren't going to release him. There hasn't been a trade partner out there because nobody's really in need of a starting quarterback right now. You're right. Nobody wanted to pay that $22 million price. So this put him down to six, which makes him a lot easier of a trade asset. And then additionally, again, they don't have to release him so he can go to Seattle because Seattle was the team that was going to take him. There was no if, ands, or buts. It was going to be Seattle. This was a move to help give them a trade asset that would actually work for them. To your point, if Trey goes down and gets hurt, it's a great insurance policy, but he's not there to breathe down his neck and take away first team reps. They're not going to do that to him after three weeks of training camp. They They knew going into this. They knew knew going into this. Look at their first couple of weeks. You're absolutely right. If they end up losing to the Bears, to the Seahawks in the first two weeks of the season, and Trey Lance looks like complete ass, this is going to be a different conversation. You will not come on here and say that was right. I know you. You petty, bro. You will not. Let me just finish. What I was about to say. What I was about to say is, if he plays those first, if he plays those first (laughs) two weeks like complete ass, you're going to be right, and I'm going to be wrong. Absolutely. I just said it. What you said, I would not say. I just told you I would say. Okay, it's so Brandon had a happen. totally different. And you're giving, you know, I, I'm glad you had a come to Jesus moment. I really am because you was talking reckless on that. It's phone, not a come bro. to Jesus moment. No, I, I'm reckless. telling you, I love you, B. Jason I do, is like Jason reckless. is like talking. Jason is like talking to your girl from when she's hungry. He just doesn't really comprehend what's going on. Bro, look, the reason why the deal got done now 
there's two things, right? There's a deadline of if he makes his 53-man roster, we got to pay him $22 million. They weren't going to pay him. Right. But also it was because Jimmy G could have been like, no, pay me my money. I want the full 22. I don't care. He could have done they that. Did it. They did it because they weren't going to release him. They said this all offseason. They were never going to release him. I, I don't know why you're not grasping that. You keep skipping over that fact. That's the reason this But happened. why did they do the deal this now? Makes him, they, could done, they could have done this deal three weeks ago. They could have done this deal when training camp started. What because was the they were waiting for the now? trade. They were waiting for the trade. They were giving an opportunity to trade. If a team wanted to pay $22 million to get Jimmy G, they didn't give a shit. They wanted to allow him to get as they much knew money no as possible. Team was give as, much as, as much as you think that as much as you think the team doesn't care, that's fucking bullshit. The team does care. They have been working with Jimmy G about this since the end of the offseason when they told him you're not going to be a starter. Not every team's front office is a bunch of slime bigs. These guys do care about Jimmy G. He was very well liked by the team, by everybody in the locker room, by the front office. They want to do right by him. This is a strategic move and plan. That's all there is to it. They're extending the trade window eight weeks and making the best insurance policy in case Trey Lance goes out for a scramble and game two and breaks his leg. Cool. Now they have somebody they know is capable of continuing to keep them on the right path. Trey Lance is the quarterback of the future. It's just that simple. Jimmy G is an insurance policy who they need more time so they can work out a trade, hoping that another team has an issue where, you know, let's say hypothetically Tua does go down. Miami's going to pull the trigger. Let's say, you know, just Putting it out there, Detroit Lions, let's say Jared Goff goes down. They don't have a capable backup player. All of a sudden, Detroit Lions are in the game to do this. There's multiple teams that if one quarterback goes down in the first month, Jimmy G is going to be their first phone call, and the 49ers are going to get a third or fourth round kick off it. That is the whole reason for it. And, yes, to your point, if Trey Lance goes down, which is a big difference that I'm making with you, if he gets hurt, yes, Jimmy G is the insurance policy. He's not going to just go in because Trey Lance isn't doing well. It's not going to happen like that. They're not going to set is him built up to win now. that and way. This team is built with a quarterback who can go down the field. Look at the preseason. You're, you're 100% right, but you don't, you don't need you don't need Jimmy G has proven you don't need an all-pro quarterback for this team to be successful. He's just got to play his role, do what he's supposed to do, keep the ball from being turned over. Yes, they're going to need to throw the ball at some point, but they don't need to a ton for them to be successful. And the fact that he's a dual threat, which Jimmy G never was, makes him even more dangerous in that respect. If he can't check down and hit George Kittle, if he can't hit some of these smaller passes, if Debo Samuel can't take the ball out of the slot or out of the backfield like he has been doing, well, how does that change with Trey Lance in there? They're still going to be successful with Trey Lance. Trey Lance just got to keep the ball from being turned over. And that, with any young quarterback, is always a concern. And that's the part I'm agreeing with you on. You thought I, I thought I was joking when I said Brandon's the president of Trey Lance fan club. Y'all hear this? Y'all hear this? Now listen to what he says and believe what your eyes show you, Trey Lance. We're gonna revisit this in a couple of weeks, and Brandon, you gonna take that bet if I call you September 11th at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. You gonna take the bet, and the bet's gonna be for eight weeks. Price of the brick Jimmy going G's up. Gonna be a star Price of the brick weeks. going up. Price of the brick <laughs> going up. All right, here we go. Here we go, everybody. Finesse of the week, courtesy of one Dwayne Wade. We look now and say, okay, we won championships. And so everything seemed great. But, you know, it was definitely tough in a lot of different ways. I think I gave up 17 or 20 million. Now, as someone who's on the other side of it, I didn't have to give that money up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have pushed the envelope a little bit more. I could have right. made them spend a little bit of that bread. And he didn't really fumble the bag. It was a different NBA. But, yeah, he did leave 17 or 20 million on the table. Yeah, I mean, like, you saw the comments, though, in the video when he was saying this. Everybody was like, boo-hoo, like... 
I get it. But D-Wade, you're a part owner of an NBA franchise. Like, why you got to go back and talk about you could have, should have taken this money at that point? This is like the whole thing with athletes. Like, if you're going to be, you know, kind of the bigger person and look at the team first approach, don't go back and complain about it 10 years later. So, I, I mean, D-Wade it's interesting. Too. We started talking about Utah and potentially Donovan Mitchell slash uh, R.J. Bear. We're ending with Dwayne Wade, part owner of Utah. I guarantee if R.J. Barrett gets to Utah and he's like, hey, after two years, I want to restructure my deal, Dwayne Wade will not be looking to give R.J. Barrett an extra $25 million a year. He won't. But there's also a number of other things to take in consideration about the contracts when he did them. NBA rights fees were much lower then. They really escalated, mm-hmm. like, middle 2010s. So towards the end of that heat run, that's when we started seeing TV money really escalate. Yeah, I'm not losing sleep over. I mean, it sucks, but D-Way, you know, hey, you're you going to be just fine. You're going to be all right. You're married, uh, to, you're married to Gabby Union, too. Like, it's not like she's not pulling into it. Like, y'all good. Here's my question. Good. If a company came to you and was like, yo, Brandon, I need you to take this pay cut for the benefit of the company. Not like, okay, it. we're in a recession. Everyone takes 20% pay it. cut so we don't lay off coworkers. The company's just saying, no, we need you to take a pay cut just for us. I did it. So a quick little anecdote on that. Back in 2013, when I first got hired by Finish Line, within one month of being there, they wanted to promote me to a specific position. I took the humble and said, go out and hire this person. I didn't get a raise. I didn't get any more money. I didn't get the title bump. By getting this other person, it set our team up for a lot more success than we had it for the next two years. And I'm glad every day that I did it. I'm glad that I waited a little bit longer because had I put myself in that position and been on an island, one, I would have been overwhelmed and two, the team would have not have succeeded the way it needed to. Sometimes you just got to put the team first. The money's going to come. And that goes back to the D-Way situation. You're a part owner of a team now. The money came later. Don't worry about it in the moment. You got to have faith in the process. Trust the process. Bet on yourself, which he did. So that's why I don't know why he's going back and complaining. I think it worked out really well for him. Worked out really well for me. Yeah, I can tell. I totally different situation. Give me my damn money. Um, As always, (laughs) thank y'all for listening to the podcast. If you like it, give us a like. If they really, really like this episode, what should they do, Brandon? If you like it, you know, each one, teach one, and if you can, reach them. Put your people on so they can put their people on, and they will not become fans of Trey Lance when he's benched in week four. We'll check back out with y'all. Go Trey!